0: Oh, yeah, we hear that a lot, Matt. That it it seems uh, it takes a lot in tech to create a simple experience and a simple product.
1: Hello, good morning, or good evening, wherever you are, and whatever you are doing, whether you're out for a run, doing the ironing, or maybe even this week back in the gym. Thanks for joining us. Matthew Grant here, partner at INSEC London. Now, there has been a lot of emphasis in the last few years on the startups bringing new ideas and technology into insurance. There is an even bigger group of companies that have the potential to really change how insurers work with their clients, understand and price for risk. And these are the companies that have been market leaders in other fields which are starting to realize their customers and data makes them very well placed to partner up with established insurers and brokers. Safety Culture is a great example of an organisation that comes from outside of insurance, but which is in finding that its success in helping companies manage their health and safety risks through technology also gives their clients an advantage when talking to insurance companies about their own risk management. We've known Safety Culture for a few years and it's been fascinating to watch this fast growing Australian company enter into the insurance market and begin to work with some of the largest global companies. Dan, it's great to have you joining us for the InState London podcast. I've been a great fan of safety culture, uh, following you for a number of years. And today you're continuing in your mission to help companies make safe and higher quality workplaces. Uh, you've got your flagship product, iAuditor, and we're going to hear more about that and how that's used. But I think you've got something like 27,000 companies globally running over 600 million checks a year, which is, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and also, you've now raised over 100 million US dollars. So you are a very uh, well-established company, and it's, um, it's great to sort of dig a little bit more into what you're up to. So thanks for joining us.
0: Pleasure, Matt. Thanks for having me. And yeah, things have got quite uh, quite large quite quickly, which is exciting.
1: Good. Well, before we talk about safety culture, uh, I'm really intrigued to hear about your own background. We joke a little bit at Instat London that we help people find partners. We, we normally mean business partners, but in your previous life, you uh, when I think you were in Australia, you actually set up a business that was a a real dating agency so really interested to know yeah how, how you got into that or at least how you got into that and how you ended up in, uh, in a technology company
0: it's a strange bridge from online dating to a mobile inspection platform <laughs> that i auditor is but yeah i've look i've exited investment banking in my mid-20s and then i've had a raft of businesses from retail chains to online businesses the last one as you mentioned online dating was a little bit of an ill-fated venture uh but about four years ago we got put in touch with luke who's the founder of Safety Culture. And that's when I took on this, this job as a general manager of the EMEA region for Safety Culture.
1: Great. And so with, it, with that, you've got an office in Manchester. You've got a presence in the UK. So head office in Australia, but you've got a pretty sizable presence in, in Europe now, don't you?
0: Yeah, we've got about 400 people in the business. Uh, all of our engineering team and product teams, about 100 people there, they're all based in Sydney. And then we've got uh, a good office in Manila, we split really the world into our APAC region, America's region, and EMEA. And we run EMEA from our office here in Manchester, where we've got about 60 staff now.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. You're doing something right if you're managing to get 27,000 companies using you for their checks. But can you just talk a little bit more about iAuditor, I which is your main product? And, and what, I mean, really, what problem are you helping companies solve with that?
0: Yeah, sure. So iAuditor is a mobile inspections tool. Uh, You can download it from the app store for free. I think this is one of the differences about our product compared to a lot of products. You can download it for free and then build your own templates within the product. So whether it's a manufacturing 5S inspection or, a a daily, uh, point of sale check in a retail store, whatever that process, that checklist, you can build it and customize that in iAuditor. Share it out to your colleagues who can do inspections and then that inspection or check will share with relevant people, automatically generate a report, and all the data synchronizes to the to the cloud where there's a really powerful analytics and insights platform so you can see what's working and what's not working across your business in real time.
1: So you sort of cracked this problem from two sides, haven't you? So you've made a tool that is you know, doing that classic thing of sort of nudge behavior and engaging with people to manage their own risks, but you're also then able to start pulling off data so you can look at it, I guess, on the aggregate and start to see some themes across different uh, industries and, and, and different sort of applications.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, so much inspection data across businesses is tied up in bits of paper sitting on someone's desk or a tray somewhere or an email or an e- email somewhere. By doing inspections and having them done in mobile, number one, it's kind of an addictive end user experience and where uh, everything in the app business revolves around that end user. It takes half the time to do an inspection. You can take photographs and annotate photos when you're doing an inspection. You can create an action right then and there. So it's a really compelling end user experience, which leads to more and shorter and more frequent inspections being done. We've only been, I only had the app around for eight years and it's really only in the last three or four years that we have started to harness the power that's in that data set. All the millions of data points of people saying yes, no, and photographing things and all the failed items on our web platform now being able to help companies spot across all of their sites, which sites aren't doing scheduled inspections or which ones Aren't closing out actions, or which ones have the best rate of failed items, or it can really help companies work out what they should do proactively to manage safety.
1: That's really interesting. So, I mean, presumably, then you've got consent from your clients to use their data, presumably in some kind of anonymized form.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, the data—all any data that uh, a client has, all of their inspection data—belongs to the customer. We don't share that with any other client. That's uh, that's that's paramount. But uh, but even within a single client, we might have a hotel chain with. Five thousand hotels, or a, you know, a mining company with a bunch of different mines or sites. You can uh, all your inspection data is associated with certain sites or locations within iAuditor. So even just across within a business across your estate, you can see you know um, trends and what's working and what's not working, and where you need to to focus your efforts.
1: Good. luck. Well, let just come back to that a little bit, and we to talk about how that's used for insurance. But you mentioned Luke your founder and ceo but there's quite an interesting story about how he got into this originally could you 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 just talk a little bit about what you know what took him from being an individual well, i guess he was a consultant at the time into building a technology business
0: yeah i mean luke's luke's had a fascinating very uh very rich life uh including a period as a private investigator working for insurance companies to see if people uh claiming Workplace injuries were really injured. Um, All of this led him. I think he spotted back in around 2012 that now that workers across work sites actually have a little computer in their pocket with smartphones, he was interested in whether people would want to actually do their own inspections, do their own risk assessment before they put up a bit of scaffolding, do their own safety check uh, down a mine shaft. So he launched this app, iAuditor, in 2012 from based in Townsville in far north Queensland in uh, in Australia which is not renowned as a tech hub, but uh, but eight years later, 27,000 companies using iOrder to, to manage that that safety inspection process.
1: And that theme is becoming stronger and stronger now, you know, this idea of of um, predict and prevent as a way of identifying what the losses or could be or, or getting there early. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting in that it started off in one area and like a lot of things is now moving into into another area. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how that happened in a minute. But just before we do that, you've got some quite well-known companies on your list of, of clients. I notice you've got JD Sports and and KLM in there, the airline. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they're getting on these days, but JD Sports would be interesting because certainly everybody in the UK knows them, them well. I mean, can you sort of give us some specifics about how they're using iAuditor in practice?
0: Yeah. I mean, as you touched on, we have an incredible diversity of customers. Just in Europe, we have about 9,000 companies using us, from construction to manufacturing, retail, hospitality, from circuses to space exploration and sort of everything in between i think there's a group in south africa that uses to monitor uh the poachers of the white rhino so they can try to form some trends as to um where incursions are happening and where they're having incidents so fascinating use cases someone like jd sports or a lot of our retail customers uh, we work with jd and foot asylum and um, a bunch of uh, retailers they use us for use cases such as uh safety so uh, doing safety checks in stores Their area managers uh, will use iAuditor to do inspections when they go and do their weekly or monthly visit of stores. Um, They might do point of sale or brand standards checks in in stores to make sure, it might be a daily check to make sure the right point of sale's out. Uh, It's really interesting for groups like Foot Asylum who have about 70 stores, they sell trendy youth footwear. Uh, As they re-emerged and reopened after COVID, they've created their own template about what stores need to do every day from simple things like making sure the anti-back containers are full making sure the signage is still in good condition and a range of other checks specific to their setups and they're shared out to all of their retail stores uh, who have to do these checks every day and then in head office they can make sure that they've got perfect compliance across their business and it's really important as you know we're finding now is there's going to be likely to be localized breakouts and we've just changed from two meter distancing to one meter distancing businesses need to constantly update and evolve these standards across their networks and with iAuditor, it's, it's, it's real time. You make those changes real time and, and the te- revised templates are pushed out to relevant stores real time.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, that's really fascinating because I, I suppose the risk for a company like yourselves would have been in the last three months, you know, big chunk of your clients would have gone quiet because they uh, we didn't have people on site. But I mean, all that, I think, moved fairly quickly. But yeah, it's interesting. There's a whole different set of risks now, which of course creates some more opportunities. I mean, one of the things when I saw it in action, I thought was really useful was the way somebody can take a photograph of a hazard and then email someone and say, look, there's a cable trip hazard lying here. Can you go and remove it? And then there's a kind of audit within the tool that makes sure someone actually has gone and removed it. So you're not just, you're not just reporting on has something been done, but actually you're actively reducing the, the risks.
0: Yeah. We call those actions. So, you know, the product's evolving at a rate of knots now, but we've started as an inspections tool, uh, And the actions functionality really beefed up about a year ago so that when you spot something wrong, you can create an action. Uh, Just as you mentioned, you can take a photo and you can say, you know, the window's broken or the sign needs to be replaced or whatever it might be. And you can create a due date for it and an urgency for it and assign it to someone in the business. And then through the web platform, there's a full action tracking capability. So you can keep track of um, of when things are resolved. You can also require them to attach evidence. So if I'm a, um, a site manager and I go to a construction site and I see a a peg that's not properly hidden. I'll take a photo, create an action, assign it to the site manager, and I can then require the site manager to take a photo once it's been resolved. So I'll close out that action once I've seen resolution.
1: So what you're doing sounds, I mean, I wouldn't say obvious, but it is sort of obvious, and uh, the tech can't be that difficult. Are there lots of other companies doing the same thing, or is, uh, you've, have you got a sort of moat, you know, a classic moat around what you do making it difficult for other people to compete?
0: Oh, yeah, we hear that a lot, Matt, that it, it seems... Uh, it takes a lot in tech to create a simple experience and a simple product. So we have over 100 software engineers building building the product, and it takes a lot and a lot of discipline as well as a business to have a really streamlined, simple-to-use end-user product that works effortlessly online, offline, automatically syncs to the cloud when it can. There's a lot of complexity behind building a simple product. There's a lot of other tools like Form Builders or SurveyMonkey or those sorts of tools, but they're they're pretty lightweight Ours is really highly configurable tool. So, and because it can be used across industry, we don't have a whole lot of competitors that operate across industry and across use cases like, like we do. Within certain verticals, within hospitality or within construction, there might be some sector specific inspection tools. But yeah, we don't have a, across the whole base, we don't seem to have a whole lot of competition.
1: I love that comment. It, it takes a lot to build a simple tool. I mean, it is so true. I think anybody that starts to dabble in technology pretty quickly realizes all the challenges you can have. Uh, now, I was at your event last year in the days when we actually had face-to-face events and it was uh, hence how I've sort of seen the product in action. And that it was what was really interesting for me at that stage is I had two of the major brokers independently I was talking to who mentioned the reason they were there but was because their clients had actually alerted them to what you're doing at Safety Culture and, and actually had asked them how they could use the work they were doing to demonstrate that they had good risk management and health and safety practices as part of their sort of benefits and insurance buying process. So, uh, clearly, this is an area where we don't often find, which is <laughs> you're getting a drive from from brokers and insurers to use new, new technology. I mean, it does happen, but it's always really intriguing to know how that works out so so what is happening in that space now in insurance i know there's one we can talk about shortly one example that you've been public with one company but i am mean, just intrigued to hear what's happened as you sort of moved into insurance more generally
0: yeah it's interesting we didn't approach this insure tech space with an insure tech agenda we actually had one of our customers about two years ago quite a significant company a retail chain asked us to send their their invoice for the product to their insurance company uh which really um, piqued our interest and we found out that they'd been sharing a lot of their inspection data with their with their broker actually uh, and been able to source significantly better uh, deals at, at renewal. So that really piqued our interest into whether there would be an appetite by insurers and brokers in working with us to help distribute iAuditor out to all of their client base. Uh, and what we found from the last couple of years is that there's certainly a move here. Uh, I mean, at the big end of town, companies may benefit from the services of a Marsh risk consulting or or some are some more high-touch risk consulting, but for the mid-market, insurers and brokers are looking for uh, products now like iAuditor that they can help equip their clients with uh, to really improve their risk profile of those businesses and improve claims rates, but also to help them uh, with claims defensibility, and I guess thirdly, to help them differentiate their proposition in the market. Uh, we see some insurers and brokers that we work with around the world. Some of them like to fund the licenses on behalf of their clients, uh, whereas others like to uh, build these incredible toolkits of templates in iAuditor so that when their clients can access iAuditor, they get this suite of loss prevention or risk management toolkits prepared by the insurer or broker.
1: Well, I certainly, I mean, any insurance company that's willing to pay for this for their clients, I can see be really... Interesting. I mean, They have the bursaries, which I guess is part of that, where there is some money put aside as part of the underwriting. And I think some of that money comes from that. Uh, and we'll talk a bit about defensibility in a minute, but I, I know you're doing quite a lot of work with QBE, is one of the companies you can talk about. Can you, can you give an example about how they are working with your, your clients?
0: Yeah. So we work with, I think across globally, we're working with top five uh, carriers and brokers now. So, uh, one of the parties we work with extensively in Australia is QBE, in the UK, we're working heavily with Aviva. Uh, in North America, we're working with Zurich, is, uh, is a deal we've just very recently penned. And the structure of all of those deals are slightly different. Uh, some of them involve the, uh, the carrier actually funding licenses for their clients, and others, other deals are more around distribution, where their customers can access preferred pricing and this toolkit of templates.
1: And, and how sort of open are they or transparent are they about doing that? Because that seems to me I mean, it's a great marketing tool uh, that they're doing that.
0: Yeah, it, it is. This is um, uh, like with any sale process. I think across the insurer broker space, there's a, there's a range of uh, attitudes to uh, and drivers for, for what they're prioritizing at the moment. And there's certainly a movement amongst a lot of insurers and brokers to try to put together a toolkit of products that they can offer uh, to their clients en masse, more low cost or self-serve products to help them drive their uh, um, their resilience. Uh, so that's really where we're plugging in. We certainly work at the bigger end of town, but across sort of mass deployments or making this product on available, uh, available en masse across their client portfolios is, uh, is what we're seeing a lot of traction with at the moment.
1: Yeah, interesting. So I guess you kind of got two models. One is you work with the insurance companies and then they help fund the distribution of, and I guess it's a, it's a more advanced version of iUltra, isn't it? Because as you said, you can download it for free. So presumably it's a kind of simple version that you can just do for free, but then there's a more meaty version you've, you've got to pay for, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Once you reach certain uh, usage thresholds, then you push through our paywall. So you can use it for free with a team of uh, 10 people and you can do up to eight inspections a month. But for most businesses of a certain size, they'll push through that quite quickly and they'll then move on to a per-user pricing. So we mm-hmm. might find that an insurer or a broker will be working with the client will maybe they've done a site visit. They'll see that they're using paper inspection processes, or maybe they're coming off the back of a claim, which there wasn't a whole lot of evidence of good housekeeping around. And it'll be the insurer or the broker suggesting to the company that they could improve their risk, their inspection practice and referring in a product like iAuditor. Or even if it's around the time of renewal, uh, proposing that um, as part of a deal, that there's certain quantity of iAuditor licenses included.
1: Yeah, that latter one is particularly popular as a way of helping clients or finding new clients for brokers. So if you've got you know, like distressed business or someone that suffered a claim, finding some technology yeah. that can be associated with the company can really help you know, reduce sort of what might be otherwise a quite expensive insurance renewal cost.
0: The interesting thing I think is that we're perfectly aligned vision wise with, with the carriers. We want to, fundamentally, we as a business, we want to reduce injuries in workplaces and improve safety. Uh, and this is really what insurers want as well. They want to reduce the claims rate and have a better risk profile in their portfolios.
1: Good. Well, I just want to talk about defensibility. And then I'm just quite intrigued by some more stories to the extent you're willing to share with them because I'm sure you see lots of examples of things that don't go wrong or examples of why you do yeah. need to do this. Defensibility, as I understand it, is the point that if there's a claim, against an insurer and they can show evidence for their client, that their client had put in place the appropriate health and safety processes and education and training, then they can actually push back on a claim. And so one of the benefits of iAuditor is that is it's a material part of settling a claim or you know, just defending it, from even even going into any kind of court case. Is, 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 that, is that a sort of correct understanding about how you use it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's spot on. I mean, a robust approach to health and safety backed by a set of demonstrable, regular safety checks uh, is really critical in dealing with all claims, uh, particularly, you know, costly injury claims. It can reduce certainly the severity of claims um, and at best eliminate the claim completely.
1: So what other examples have you seen where examples of probably lack of use of eye auditor?
0: On defensibility, uh, uh, an exciting story we heard recently from a customer, I won't use names, I actually heard this from the carrier, uh, but they had uh, within their sites, there are a large kitchen fitting business. Uh, and within their workshops, they had a contracted cleaner, um, who reported that she had slipped over and had 95,000 pounds worth of head injuries because she slipped over on water from a leaky water fountain. Uh, the policy had no deductible, so the insurer was liable for all of this claim, which they were going to pay out, wasn't worth fighting. And then they liaised with the uh, EHS manager at that at that client, who said that they actually have inspection processes, and they accessed iAuditor, and they could pull out all of the daily safety checks that they did, um, which evidenced really good housekeeping. And in fact, around this water fountain, there had never been a leak, and there was no evidence of leaks. Uh, and the timestamp on it was quite close to the claim that the cleaner had uh, claimed that she'd slipped. So with all this suite of really good proof of housekeeping, they were able to present this back to the claimant the claimant's lawyers and the case was dropped. So that's just oh. a really classic example of how uh, good housekeeping and having these easily accessible records uh, enabled insurers to, to, to fight back on claims.
1: And you mentioned EHS in there for those that don't know the terminology of the health and safety world.
0: Environment, health, safety, that's okay. sort of, uh, typically a person in our type of business is responsible for yeah, that health and safety department.
1: Good well, I got the H&S right so yeah <laughs> and and then for insurance companies that want to work with you or brokers that want to work with you what's the best way to you once they kind of had their f- free use of iAuditor and checked you out what's the best way of engaging with you?
0: Yeah I would just encourage anyone uh, we've got an insurance team now that's looking it's a real priority for us to build out this channel I mean we sell direct to customers it's how we sell all of our software in fact we don't do much marketing. It's mainly customers just adopting our product from App Store. A new company signs up every two minutes for our product. Uh, so what we're really looking for now is insurers, brokers, anyone in this space, risk consultants that are interested in equipping their clients with uh, a low-cost tool like iAuditor to manage their uh, risk profile. Please reach out to us. And whether that's directly through, through to me or through, through you, Matt, ideally you can flick on an email. Uh, please reach out to us. I'm happy to give my contact details. Uh, and we can see see if there's alignment and um, some capacity to, uh, to work together.
1: Good. Just come back to something you mentioned in there and uh, talk about insurers more generally, which is wearables. There's quite a lot happening in that, particularly in the US around workers' compensation and making, people aren't, making sure people aren't heavy lifting or other things. Are, are you getting into that area yet or is it something you're sort of looking at in terms of sensors and IoT?
0: Yeah, certainly. Sensors and IoT is is a really big focus for us. We've got a a solid team working on that. We've actually, we'll we'll be announcing some news very shortly on sensors and a new product that we're bringing to market. Less so wearables, but uh, IoT is really big. The main product that we will be bringing to market is a temperature and humidity sensor. Uh, And we see clients using this like a big yogurt manufacturer. Instead of uh, all, all of their refrigerated areas and all of their fridges will have little temperature sensors. And if ever it goes above a set range, uh, it'll trigger an alarm in iAuditor and assign an action for someone to resolve, to go and address that that uh, that issue. And that really provides significant ROI in terms of loss prevention and stopping uh, stopping spoiled stock. Yeah, we too. see people using sensors in server rooms uh, and all sorts of interesting use cases. We're letting people hook in data feeds into iAuditor now, so you can bring in like weather feeds, uh, so that if there's if you have, I'm not sure, some sort of construction or some sort of at height equipment. Uh, and when wind reaches a certain threshold, it could set an alarm and notify certain people on site. So bringing in data feeds and, and sensors is a, is a really exciting part of the product that's building out.
1: You're solving one of the problems in this area because my sense is that most people intuitively understand why sensors and IoT is, is a good thing between the insurance company and their the client. But the challenge is, I think, is how to scale it and how to oh. measure it. And then you've got too much data and therefore you've got to analyze it and, yeah. or you got, haven't got enough. And it feels like to me, you've got a pretty strong, aren't you? a lot of people out there using what you're doing. And if you can build onto it, then you're, you're already hit the ground running, then you? As opposed to having to convince people to work with you and put sensors in.
0: I think that's right, Matt. There's, I mean, we've been talking about wearables for a long time, but it's taking, taking quite a while to find a really compelling use case. Uh, Telematics has clearly been hugely successful and that's, uh, that's, a, that's a space that we're, we're investing in. Uh, But yeah, we we got really clear on the most compelling use cases and it seemed that temperature and humidity were really easy to understand use cases across a whole lot of our customers. So we've been distributing sensors into our business, into our client base for about six months now uh, with all the alerts and notifications built in. Because it's not just about, as you said, it's not just about collecting the data. It's about having really actionable information so people can resolve something uh, speedily to to, um, on site. So that's exciting. We've got a lot of customers as well that come to us with their own sensor network. Maybe they bought thousands of sensors from a different provider in the past. And we have the capability where customers can come to us with their own sensor network and we can help them uh, all that sensor data be ingested into the safety culture platform. So The ability to bring your own sensor hardware has uh, been great as well.
1: I reckon that the future is going to be a lot more about the people that own the platform and can deliver multiple data sets and analytics, but they're kind of presented in a, presented in a coherent, actionable way. So it sounds very much like you've got both the distribution with your your clients and users, plus that ability to bring more data. So it'd be really inter- interesting to watch that space. Um, just going back to Viva, you mentioned them briefly, but you offered a free service to Viva's clients, I believe, just during the, the pandemic to help people. Can you just, again, just talk a bit more about what that was?
0: Yeah, so we... Penned uh, a partnership with Aviva earlier on this year uh, when COVID wasn't even a word that we knew about and, uh, you know, Aviva customers could access their toolkit of templates and some preferential pricing. When COVID hit, what we, we swung into uh, a slightly different mode where we wanted to help all of our clients and Aviva's clients as rapidly as we can, as we could. So we went out to market with Aviva with a specific offer for Aviva clients. They could access iAuditor for free for a period of time as well as we gave them all sorts of enhanced onboarding and support uh, to access iAuditor to manage safety across their businesses, specifically in, in regards to COVID. Uh, and, you know, that's been really exciting. We're still seeing a whole bunch of customers take this up as they start to reopen their businesses. Uh, soon, I think we'll head back into more, more normal times, fingers crossed, uh, where the work we're doing with the Aviva and, and distributing this to their clients will be for a more standard safety use cases and not just COVID related.
1: So just a couple more things then in terms of what's coming up next for safety culture, anything you can reveal or hint at that we should be looking out for in the next few months?
0: Yeah, I think your comments before about uh, being a platform were, were spot on. Uh, so we've really evolved from being just that inspections app to a, a safety management platform. So these other key parts of our, uh, of our roadmap include incident reporting. And we've had a separate incident reporting app for a little while, but we're now rolling that into the core iAuditor experience so that our customers can do inspections and can also spot incidents or near misses in their business, along with all the analytics that goes with that. So that's that's incredibly exciting, that's launching in the coming months. In addition, we're looking more at training and micro-learning platforms. And again, we have an app in App Store at the moment that we're, uh, we're testing. And this enables businesses to, to record short, two-minute learning videos on mobile and distribute them out to their teams, followed by a couple of questions. And you can see how all of these things can loop in. If I've got one of my sites not doing the right inspections, or maybe they're having too many failed items to do with incorrect PPE, you could assign them a, a, a learning course on uh, appropriate PPE. Uh, so all of these things will feed in, and the, the analytics and insights platform sitting across all parts of it. I think over the next uh, quarter, we're really looking to push out further with insurers and brokers who are, who are aligned with us
1: yeah that, i mean that, that video it makes a lot of sense i mean you can do a lot in two minutes and that's probably you know some people their attention span is much more than that but I, I can see how if you just done well it can, it can make a big difference good well almost there dan i just one thing i just want to call out you very kindly offered to uh make available your space in manchester when we took instec on tour uh to the to the north of england or the more northern part than london anyway and hopefully we'll be able to get back together again and not be too socially distanced and and use that because we're very keen to expand the footprint we're doing and some really interesting companies up in outside of London and obviously you're based in Manchester as well as your operation in in London so look forward to that and also just finally uh, you know thank you very much for your support for Instec London what was it that we're doing that you brought you along as a, a member
0: yeah uh, to your first point uh we're certainly happy to extend northern hospitality to anyone who wants to travel up this way so uh, please reach out if you're ever up in manchester and and keen for a coffee uh once we're back in face-to-face mode uh instech uh i think was particularly compelling i don't think there's two guys that understand this space better than yourself and robin uh and as a network of the instech community it really helps us align or certainly keep up to speed but align with uh, carriers brokers uh risk consultants who are more forward-looking and uh, seeking partnerships or better ways to benefit their clients so that was uh, that was why it was so compelling for us to join up with you guys this year
1: well thank you well i mean i think the flip side is your proposition is is so straightforward and easy to understand but it just fits so cl- cleanly into that point we talked about that i think it's a great example and i I use you a lot to make me sound as though I'm actually informed, but it's just because it's such a, <laughs> such a good, You're clear welcome. story. Uh, no, so thank you very much, Dan. That has been really great. We covered a lot there. And as you said, we'll, uh, we'll put the links in the episode notes. Anybody that wants to find you uh, or if they can't get them from there, come through to me directly and we'll put you in contact. But no, thanks very much.
0: Great stuff. Good. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having us. Well, if
1: you're interested in learning more about safety culture and iAuditor, you'll find information in the episode notes. If you've enjoyed this or any of our other podcast episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. It really does help. And if there's anyone you'd like to hear from on our podcast or you want to make contact just to find out what we're doing at Instec London, then you can find me on LinkedIn at Matthew Grant or you can find us at www.instec.london.com.